Welcome to Center Ice, the Hockey Alberta podcast, home to all things hockey in our great province. Now, here's your host, Ted Emmett. Hello and welcome back to the Center Ice podcast. We made it all the way to episode three. Pretty big accomplishment. Before we get going though, a big thank you to our trio of Albertans who joined us for episode two. Jake Neighbors, Ozzy Weisblatt, and Caden Gooley, who in the days following all signed their very first NHL deals with their respective teams who drafted them in the first round this year. The St. Louis Blues, San Jose Sharks, and the Montreal Canadiens. So of course, a huge congratulations to all three. And thank you for tuning in. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're new to the show, welcome. Make sure you go back and listen to our first two episodes. As I alluded to, episode two focuses on the 2020 NHL draft and celebrates all 17 Albertans selected, which includes a look back on their roots and their journey through hockey in the province. So a really nice look at their grassroots starts at hockey. And our debut episode actually featured Hockey Alberta CEO Rob Latwinski and a very candid conversation about the COVID-19 pandemic and its effect on hockey in Alberta. And of course, we had some great information in there about the return to hockey plan as well so quick shameless plug for those two episodes if you haven't already given them a listen uh, I do recommend you do so I think lots of great information in both of those and I'm pleased to still be able to say I'm your host Ted Emmett which means I've either done an adequate enough job hosting so far or the search for a, a better host is still ongoing not too sure but I have learned not to ask questions you don't want the answer to so I'm not going to pull at that thread a really great episode on tap today as we put the focus on the player with the Alberta Elite Hockey League in full swing and the Alberta Female Hockey League starting up. We want to shine a bit of a spotlight on these two leagues, so we brought in two experts to talk about it, our very own Dustin Moore and Taryn Baumgart. They also just happen to be the subjects of our very first AFHL and AEHL League alumni spotlights on the respective league websites, aehl.ca and afhl.ca. Make sure you check those out as well. Another shameless plug. So this, of course, just a perfect tie into that. We'll also do a bit of a throwback to an interview we did way back in June with Cody Curran, the 30-year-old from Calgary who signed his first ever NHL deal with the Anaheim Ducks this spring. So you may have seen that story on our website and heard the interview, but it ties in perfectly with the overall theme of this episode. And if you haven't heard the interview yet, it's just a really great story and really worth the listen. So going back to our chat with Taryn and Dustin, both are employees here at Hockey Alberta as well. Taryn is the coordinator of female hockey and Dustin the coordinator of male hockey. You've very likely seen one or both at the Alberta Cup, Alberta Challenge, Prospects Cup, Alberta Winter Games, really any of our Hockey Alberta events, you name it, they're probably there. They've both not only spent time playing in the Alberta Female and Alberta Elite Hockey Leagues, both of course under different names at the time, uh, especially for Dustin, which is uh, quite a bit of a throwback, which he, he probably doesn't want to admit but they both grew up playing hockey in Alberta at a high level they both took every opportunity they could out of the game including post-secondary education and now both of them have a career in the sport working for hockey Alberta and they're constantly working to improve the game in our province and ensure a positive experience for everyone involved so really in short they just are both a walking example of hockey for life I'll apologize in advance as we had a little bit of technical difficulties with Dustin's microphone during the recording but uh, at least it happened with Dustin and not really a more important guest. So without further ado, here it is. We're joined now by two born and bred Albertans who both just happen to work here in the office. I will start with the much better hockey player first. She's a three-time team Albertan, which is pretty difficult to do. She grew up playing minor hockey in Innisfail and then Red Deer 
played for the U18 AAA Red Deer Sutter Fund Chiefs, where she's now an assistant coach. She got a gold medal with Team Alberta at the 2011 Canada Winter Games in Halifax and won a gold medal with Team Canada at the 2013 IIHF World Women's Under-18 Championship. She played four seasons in the NCAA with Quinnipiac University. I got that right? Yeah, perfect. This is a long bio. This is our, I can't wait for the next one. That's a lot shorter. Drafted fifth overall by the Calgary Inferno of the Canadian Women's Hockey League, and that all led her back here to Central Alberta, where she's now the coordinator of female hockey with Hockey Alberta. Taryn Baumgart, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Well, as I mentioned, our next bio is a, a little less impressive, but a born and raised Red Deerian. He worked his way up the ranks of Red Deer minor hockey after a season with the Red Deer U18 AAA Chiefs. Played a couple of years with the Olds Grizzlies and was what we think the last 20-year-old rookie in the history of the WHL, uh, playing his 20-year-old season with the Red Deer Rebels. He turned that into a successful five-year stint with the University of Lethbridge Pronghorns. Now he's also back in Red Deer as the coordinator of male hockey for Hockey Alberta. And after hearing last week that all three of our guests on the podcast signed their first NHL deals right after, he's been knocking on my door every day to be on the podcast. So here he is, Dustin Moore. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ted. This is nice. I know people will agree you and I don't get to spend uh, enough time together. So, so I'm glad you're here. And sorry, I forgot to mention fourth leading score for the Red Deer Senior AA Rustlers in the 2018-19 season as well. So thank you both uh, for being a part of the show today with the AFHL, AEHL starting up, hockey getting underway across the province. I think you two are both the perfect guests because you came up through the ranks of hockey in Alberta. And when we think hockey, you two kind of exemplify that perfectly. So we'll start with Dustin. Can you just talk a bit about uh, your experience growing up playing hockey in Alberta and how key all of that was to your development as a player? Yeah, I was a born and raised Red Deer Minor hockey product. Started out at house leagues, not the elite levels. As I got older, started trying out for the elite teams and, and ended up uh, playing my last season, uh, U18 AAA. So that was my only really elite stream as I grew up, but learned a lot through all the coaches and the teammates I've had along the way. And I think there's a lot of Red Deer Minor hockey products that have now played in the NHL along the ways too. So obviously a cool program to be a part of and really enjoyed my time. And Terrence, same with you growing up uh, playing hockey in Innisfail, then coming to Red Deer, lots of experiences there as well. If you can share what that was like for you playing female hockey. Yeah, so I started out in Innisfail minor hockey. I did play in mainstream growing up until the U13 level. I made the switch to female in U15 and played one year in Innisfail on the U15 female team there. Ended up moving to uh, Red Deer Minor Hockey to play on the U15 AAA team. That was the first year that they had that league and I was really excited to be a part of. And then moving forward and ended up playing for the U18 AAA team as well and had really great experiences, really great coaches, um, learned a ton about being a great team and just learning from the other players in the league as well because there was, it was such a high caliber of players in that league and it was so awesome to be able to compete against that every day. And, and in between all of that, as I mentioned, you played all three years in the Team Alberta program. So you first made it as an underager, uh, which is fairly rare and really hard to do. So you got all three years, won a gold medal in there as well. But how important to you was that Team Alberta process for your development? Yeah, the Team Alberta program is so special to me. That's where I learned 
learned how to compete. The coaches that I had growing up for those three chances that I got to play were, were amazing and learned so much from the teammates. They were awesome. And just the, that compete level at a national event is unreal. And I learned how to push myself. And it was also really one of the first times that I had to push myself physically, fitness testing and, and that type of stuff. So I learned how to train for that. And again, just was so fortunate enough to be able to represent Alberta at that level. And a process I think that is, has stuck with you in experience. I remember at the 2019 Canada Games watching with you, no one wanted to be within arm shot of you because you were so into the game. So obviously holds a special place in, in your heart still to this day, even now being on the other side of it. Yeah, totally. I was so excited for that group of girls and it was so I just I can't put into words the feeling of being able to watch them and see them celebrate on the ice after winning that gold medal. And especially because I, I was able to be a part of the process a little bit and just being able to be around the team brought back so many memories and just the work that the coaching staff and the Hockey Alberta staff put into that process is it's beyond words. And it was really, really cool to be able to see that live and in Red Deer too. So. Now to go to the other side of it, and I'm hoping after 15 plus years, these wounds have healed. But Dustin, you actually, you didn't make the Alberta Cup. I uh, didn't go through the Team Alberta program. Like you mentioned, didn't make U18 AAA the, the first go around either. So a bit more adversity for you. But, you know, it's always important to remember that you may not make the Alberta Cup. You may not make every team that you want to make. But I think for you, you went on, played in the WHL, had a great uh, post-secondary career as well. So I think it's important to remember that while it's disappointing, of course, it's going to be disappointing, but really just a blip on the radar in the long run. Right. Yeah, that was one thing I really looked forward to, and, and just like every other kid in Alberta, was the Alberta Cup and the WHL ban and draft. And that year, I broke my leg. I only ended up playing, I believe, five games that season. So I knew I was in tough to make the Alberta Cup and anything beyond that. And it was a, it was a great measuring stick for me to compete against those kids at Alberta Cup tryouts and then not make the team. I personally believe that when you Go through a little bit of adversity when you're younger. It, it definitely helps you later on in life, and uh, it, it did. You know, as I got cut from from teams moving forward, it it gave me some drive to to try and make them the next season. Like you said, the second year midget AAA or sorry U18 AAA. Our team was uh, amazing, filled with friends, and great coaching staff, and we ended up going to nationals and, and finishing third. So. Uh, all those things along the way help you be a better person, better teammate, uh, better hockey player, and uh, you know buy into some more nutrition, physical, like Aaron mentioned, that uh, can get you to that next level. So another one was the Bantam Draft, and and obviously I, you know, back then there was I think one Red Deer kid that went, McGregor Sharp was the guy who went, and and Kyle Pess and, and Johnny Lee, and two guys who were actually ahead of you in scoring with the Red Deer senior wrestlers, Kyle Pess and Johnny Lee. Yeah, they were. So I wasn't on the radar for the bat Bantam draft. And obviously it was one of my goals growing up was to play in the Western Hockey League and in the AJHL, play, continue my hockey career. And I got to play in both. So pretty cool opportunity. It just goes to show that uh, if you're not making the Alberta Cup at Bantam or Team Alberta, there is still growth for players to move up to junior hockey and, and post-secondary beyond that. And now you're you're on the other side of it, the Alberta Cup, Pee Wee Prospects, you get to run those. So pretty cool kind of flip side for that to show that, you know, it might have taken you 15 years, but you finally made the Alberta Cup. It's been a really unique experience to be on the other side of things. And, and like you mentioned, the Prospects Cup, that was one of my main roles here when I started at Hockey Alberta was to create this event for 
12-year-olds in, uh, in elite tournaments similar to the Alberta Cup. And, and you mentioned earlier Caden Gooley, Jake Neighbors, Ozzy Weisblatt. Those guys are being drafted this year. Those guys all played in the first ever Peewee Prospects Cup. So it's a cool experience for me to see those kids excelling through the Hockey Canada Program of Excellence, our team Alberta program, and it all started in uh, minor hockey in Alberta. And same thing with you, Taryn. Now um, you're well, a lot younger than us and, and a little newer to Hockey Alberta, but even in the process, being able to be a part of the development and see some of these players develop and, and move on to post-secondary. And that, how's that been for you, knowing you went through the exact same process? It's been really cool to see, especially, you know, I've only been here for two years and to see the girls uh, go through, you know, the Alberta Challenge and move on to the U16 Development Camp and then into the U18 program. It's really cool because you, you really get to know the players and also to see them go from the U16 program to the AFHL. Such a cool thing to see. And especially now that I, I'm coaching in that league as well, it's really awesome to see those those last names that you've worked with at, at camps and, and different events. So just a lot of pride in the Alberta girls and their grit and determination and it's been a pleasure working with them. And as with female hockey as a whole, um, now that you've had the opportunity a couple of years working and, and really being a big part of growing female hockey in Alberta, what have you seen even from when you started playing to now, just the growth? I know uh, numbers are up, quality of the game, the development, everything seems to be really just trending up. When I started out playing in Innisfail, there there wasn't a female team. So I ended up playing co-ed with the boys. And now there's there's a lot more options for girls that, you know, they can play on all female teams and, and create those relationships and have the social aspect of it and also compete at a high level because the girls game and, and the mainstream game is a little bit different. So they have that opportunity to develop like that at a younger level. And so it's been great to see the growth in female hockey. And, you know, there's more teams popping up all the time, which is awesome. And it's really just nice to see the girls having fun and interacting with each other on the ice so and with uh, the AFHL AEHL starting up now or the AEHL is underway the AFHL is just getting going for both of you playing in those leagues what's it like now being a part of that and watching these leagues grow as well I know for the AEHL Dustin's first year kind of a new name new format thinking back to your days now in the league how excited are you to be a part of that and just see the high quality of hockey that's happening in Alberta yeah I think uh I look back now and look at pictures and I have a picture of myself and Neil Robertson, who was the chair and is now still the chair of the AEHL. And seeing the change, uh, obviously me growing up and, and him getting a little older, um, but the amount of volunteer hours that go into those leagues from chairs, vice chairs, governors, the list goes on, managers, coaches, just to develop kids and, and make sure they're having fun and, and growing as individuals. So it's been cool to see from that side of things and, and obviously being involved in it and, and being on the admin side now, get to be integrated in that is, has been really cool. And I've learned more than I thought I ever would about the game and the leagues and uh, really excited to see where it goes next. And Taryn, now we're going into the fifth season of the Alberta Female Hockey League. Since the change in format, the change in name, it's been really successful. You know, the first three years, the St. Albert Slash became the first two-time, then three-time SO Cup winners. Pretty cool. So for you, you get to be on the Hockey Alberta side of the league, and you've coached in the league now a couple of years. So what do you see there? Like, What's it like being a part of that and just the, the opportunities that all these players are getting in this league? The caliber of play and the level that these girls are at is outstanding and like Dustin said to be a small part of that on the Hockey Alberta side on the admin side is pretty special because I feel like I get to give back to the game and especially as a coach as well to give back to the game that gave me so much and just to be a small part of that is pretty special to me. And when we talk about 
hockey journeys, following dreams. I think everyone's dream is to play the NHL the highest level they possibly can to make every high level that they can. But you know, it's hard. It's a great goal to have, but it's not that easy to do. For both of you, you took a lot of opportunities out of hockey as well. So how important is it for young athletes to make sure that they're exploring those opportunities and taking them? I know, for example, if you can both talk about playing post-secondary hockey, Dustin, you were the captain of the pronghorns. I think uh, I think you were number 51 on the, the top 50 pronghorns of all time. But, you know, hearing stories from you, you had a, a great time in university, you got an education out of it. So how key are those opportunities as well to remember in hockey? Those who know me never knew me much as a school guy. And uh, growing up, like all kids who were playing hockey, my goal was to make the NHL or play professional hockey somewhere. One thing I think that changed along the way was, you know, after playing in the WHL and signing my first professional contract in the East Coast League and going down to my first American Hockey League camp, quickly realized that uh, it's going to be really tough to make it with, you know, how many draft picks and how many signed players and went down to the East Coast training camp. And at that point, I decided to pursue my WHL education package that I received and uh, the University of Lethbridge topped that up for me. So to get a free education out of playing hockey, Obviously wasn't my first goal in life, but looking back now is an amazing start to what is now a hockey career and helped me and my wife and our family get ahead on on many things that uh, we could have been behind on to start. And I think it's an important lesson there, like you said, is is keep driving towards those goals. And, and, you know, a lot of people, when they get to that crossroads, we saw it with Cody Curran as well in Alberta, who at 30 years old signed his first NHL deal with the Anaheim Ducks, and, and he kept grinding through. And it, it's whatever works for you, but it's always understanding that you, you have that option and you made the, the personal choice there. And I, I think it, it worked out pretty well for you. Yeah, you mentioned Cody, uh, played against Cody when he was at the UFC and and another one that comes to mind is Derek Ryan with the Calgary Flames. He was with the U of A Golden Bears, an amazing player. Same thing, went off to Germany to play professional hockey after pursuing his pharmacy degree. And he's playing for the Calgary Flames now with a pharmacy degree and, and something that he can definitely fall back on when his NHL career is finished. And there's just so many opportunities that hockey can bring you. My advice for all kids and all athletes now is to play hockey as long as you can and, and build as many friendships as you can because you never know when it's going to end. It could be an injury or it could be, you know, the game just catches up with you. But I cherish my time and obviously wanted to make the NHL and I obviously have no regrets with anything that uh, hockey's brought me a free education, my family, a career, and uh, anyone who knows me from five years old to now 34, hockey's been my life and probably will continue to be in my life for, for a long time. And Taryn, for you getting to play in the NCAA, probably a dream of yours growing up. So what was that like to, uh, you know, kind of similar to Dustin is, is being able to use the game you love to, to get an education and get those experiences? Playing in the in the NCAA and obtaining the scholarship was one of my goals since I was really little. And to have that opportunity, I'm just so grateful for everything that Quinnipiac was able to give me. Um, you know, a free education, a great hockey experience, some of my best friends that I've ever had. It's pretty special. And, you know, along with that, hockey has provided me with opportunities to travel the world and live in a different country. And like I said, meet your best friends and just cherish that so much and, and really appreciate everything that the game has given to me. And then so moving on from post-secondary now, you know, you're done school looking for a career. I know not everyone is going to be lucky enough to work in hockey after playing hockey, but you see it a lot because why not go into the, the sport, you know? So for both of you, what was your path really to here at Hockey Alberta and, and all the other endeavors you have in hockey? Well, mine's a pretty funny one. I went to school not knowing what I wanted to do. Originally got into kinesiology. My dad and uh, his family have run a 
a car dealership business in Red Deer for 75 years. And so I kind of fell into the business part of it. Thought I would eventually go work there and, and sling cars. And it ended up that, uh, you know, the business sold. And my roommate, Jesse Hale, at the time was working for Hockey Alberta in Lethbridge as a regional center. I went and did a job shadow with them and, and immediately made that my goal to, to work in hockey and work for Hockey Alberta. I knew I wanted to move back to Red Deer, which where our head office is. And both me and my wife are big family people. So both our families are here. We both wanted to you know, put down roots in Red Deer. Got lucky enough that the Team Alberta job came up with a couple other job postings. And, and I, I guess I fooled them because I've been here now for, for six years and, and looking forward to, to many more. And Taryn, for you, uh, maybe a bit of a, a different journey as well, but you know, you had very strong ties to Hockey Alberta already. So seem probably to you seemed like the right fit when that, uh, when that job posting came up. Yeah, I was playing for the Calgary Inferno at the time and was living in Calgary and the job posting came up and I thought there was probably a slim chance of me getting it, but I thought I'd throw my name in the hat and was fortunate enough to receive a, a job offer and so grateful again to be able to work in hockey every day and work with the people in this organization. Just put the smile on my face every day and so grateful. So yeah, that was 2018. So been here for two years and still learning. So, but yeah, just awesome. Awesome to work with Dustin, yourself and Steve and yeah. And yeah, it's pretty cool to, to see it full circle. You know, I'm one of the, the exceptions that you can get a job with Hockey Alberta while not being any good at hockey. But I know for the two of you, uh, what we've seen, and, and you know, you're able to make sure all of these players have the same experiences you did because you went through them, you know, working closely with both of you at the Prospects Cup, Alberta Cup and, and Challenge. You know exactly what works and what doesn't from the player side. So it, it's pretty cool. And it's been great working with both of you doing that. And I I will say it when the camera's off and I have said it, so we're not just saying it for the sake of the show, but that's exactly why we thought you two would, would be great guests today is you've really done the full circle for hockey in Alberta. So lastly, we mentioned you, you both have had a ton of experiences. We mentioned a few off the top, but there, there's a long list. Just a couple quickly of your, the biggest or maybe your couple biggest, uh, most memorable experiences playing hockey in Alberta. I'll go for a couple experiences. First one being playing in the university games. Taryn mentioned uh, hockey affording her the ability to travel the world. And us in university, uh, you, you kind of thought it was the end for national programs. I was unaware of the university games. Uh, I was lucky enough to make Team Canada for the university games. And uh, we went to Harbin, China for two weeks. So very unique experience playing against different countries and, and ended up losing the gold medal to Russia in the final. But just an amazing experience and, and me not being very cultured and a very picky eater. It was uh, a tough two weeks, but uh, very, very unique experience and getting to see China. Secondly, winning the U18, AAA, Provincial, Pacific and moving on to Nationals. I considered a lot of those teammates at the time really good friends and I believe there was six or seven of us that went and played with the Olds Grizzlies after that season. So obviously very lucky with making Nationals, being on that national stage and for scouting, then being able to play junior hockey with all your friends. I'd say that that was one of my most unique experiences for sure. And maybe in one of the, the greatest injustices in hockey history, you're, you're actually in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I guess I did forget that one. Yeah, the Viking Cup that we played in the last ever Viking Cup. I believe there was three of us from Olds, uh, which was junior, now the World Junior A Challenge. Ended up uh, having 16 points in six games. Not sure how it happened, but uh, yeah, they, they stole my jersey after and I found out later that it was uh, a points record or something. I believe Henrik Zetterberg's played in it, so I'm going to take that one to my grave with me that I had more points than Henrik Zetterberg in that tournament. But 
yeah, that was uh, a very cool experience in Camrose uh, over Christmas. And at that time, you're kind of sad to miss Christmas as, a, as an 18-year-old kid. But you look back now and it was an amazing experience. And, and now in the Hockey Hall of Fame forever. And Taryn, for you, lots to choose from. I, I would think we'd see you in the Hockey Hall of Fame before Dustin, but but sometimes life isn't fair. What about for you? You have a long list to choose from too. Which ones stand out in your mind? Well, I'll just start off with a little side note about Dustin. I actually watched him in Red Deer <laughs> playing for the Rebels, and he was actually one of my favorite players because I think you were number 10? 17. 17. Anyways, <laughs> um, I remember because my grandparents had season's tickets to the Red Deer Rebels, so I'd go with them, and Dustin was like one of my favorite players, so it's just kind of funny. <laughs> Um, but some of my favorite memories playing in Alberta, definitely can't go without saying that the Canada Winter Games experience, being able to represent my province for the first time with that group of girls and that coaching staff. And it was so special. We got to go to Halifax and really were not expected to do well at all and ended up going 7-0 and and being able to, to win the Canada Winter Games. And that's something that I'll never forget and I'll cherish forever. So definitely one of my favorite experiences. And then, you know, being able to play for the Team Alberta program and grow up through that, you know, it offered me the opportunity to play at the Team Canada level and represent at a, at a world championship. Just again, so grateful for the Team Alberta program to, to push me to get there and uh, to be able to represent your country as well as something that you can't really explain. It's just was a dream come true. So those are some of my favorite memories for sure. Well, in the interest of letting you two get back to your jobs and continue to shape the lives of young hockey players around Alberta, we'll wrap this up. Uh, we'll see if Dustin's head can fit out the door, though, after finding out he was Taryn's favorite rebel. My guess is no. Either way, thank you both again. This is a really great conversation and I think really important information for, for young athletes to hear because there is not one path through your hockey career. You both really utilize those opportunities that hockey gives you and now you're here every day giving back to the sport. So again, thank you both. Thank you for what you do at Hockey Alberta. I know I can say from experience that all these players are in good hands with people like you two and, and everyone else we have in the office really working towards making that positive experience for every player and Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having us, Ted. Yeah, thanks, Ted. Again, a huge thank you to Taryn Baumgart and Dustin Moore for taking the time to sit down and talk about their hockey journeys. I think young athletes, and really even parents of young athletes for that matter, can take a lot away from that discussion. Again, just a great example of how hockey for life can mean a lot more than just playing pro hockey, playing hockey for a living, and how an athlete's journey through hockey, or really any sport, isn't just a straight line. It's not a cookie-cutter process. It's really different for everyone, as we saw it was different for Taryn and Dustin, uh, which is exactly what we learned back in June as well, speaking to Cody Curran. We'll get to that interview in just a few minutes, but first, as always, here's what you need to know. As hockey continues to roll out across the province, Hockey Alberta has updated its return to hockey flowchart to reflect updated guidelines from Alberta Health Services, notably for athletes under the age of 18. So if you haven't already done so, make sure you head to our website. Uh, you can see it on social media as well. Just make sure you have a look and take note of those changes. Another reminder to coaches across the province to ensure you're up to date on all your coaching requirements and qualifications as the deadline to do so is November 15th, so that's coming up really quick. You can head to the coaches page on our website to find out exactly what you need and coach clinics are still running until November 15th as well, so if you do need to get into one of those, make sure you do so sooner than later. 
We've already mentioned this a few times in the show, but the Alberta Elite Hockey League is officially in full swing across the province, and regular season games for the Alberta Female Hockey League have begun in the U18 AAA division. While the U18 AAA, U16 AAA, and U15 AAA seasons in the AEHL are now a few weeks old, the AFHL's U18 AAA division saw regular season play get underway on Friday, October 30th, along with exhibition games for U15 AA, while U18 AA exhibition games kicked off the next day. The U15 AA and U18 AA regular seasons get going on November 13th and 14th respectively. And although it feels like we just finished talking about the 2020 NHL draft, we're already thinking about the next one as 18 Albertans landed on NHL Central Scouting's preliminary players to watch list for the 2021 NHL draft, with Corson Kulamins and Dylan Gunther listed as A prospects, meaning they're both candidates to go in the first round. Head to our website to see the full list of all 18 Albertans. And last but not least, Bow Island Minor Hockey President Chantel Timmons was recognized as a Hockey Canada champion. If you haven't seen the feature yet, uh, it's a really well done video and really shines a light on how important volunteers like Chantel are to our game in Alberta. We always say that volunteers are our lifeblood, so it's amazing to see Chantel recognized on a national level for her contributions to hockey. It puts a smile on 51 kids' faces this year, right? Because we, we put the hard work into it and it's... You know, I just, and, and as volunteers, I want to see, I really want to see people step up and, and commit for the right reasons and do it for the kids. She tells you what she's going to do, she gets it done. Well, she's very energetic and uh, she's great for the community. She's surprised. You'd hear her at every uh, hockey game with her cowbells. She had to go to the doctor after both our kids made provincials to one year because it gave her tennis elbow because it, it's a homemade custom cowbell. and. It's actually really funny the first time she uses it in another rink, everybody just, their first reaction is like, what is that? I like to be loud. I like to be really loud when I go to the arena. And the kids really enjoy the cowbell. I like to, I like to think they do, because they always tell me, Mom, I heard your bell. <laughs> Thanks, Chantel, for your, just your, your amazing loyalty and commitment to the Wild and Minor Thank you, Chantel, for creating a fun, safe place for all of our kids to play. Yay, congratulations to Chantel. Thanks for driving me around for my whole life to games and signing me up for hockey in the first place. Chantel, all I, all I can see is keep volunteering. You've got great hockey spirit and awesome. we need more people like you in the community. That is really cool. Congratulations Chantel and thank you for everything you do in our sport. That is what you need to know, as always. For more information on everything I just rattled off, head to HockeyAlberta.ca. And now back to our conversation in June with Cody Curran. As mentioned, Cody signed his first ever NHL deal at 30 years old with the Anaheim Ducks, which is an unbelievable accomplishment, something you don't really see too often. So it's an amazing story of perseverance and really a shining example of where an undying love of the game can take you. Again, keeping in mind that this interview is a couple months old now, it still really ties in well with our conversation with Taryn and Dustin today. So here it is. All right, joined now by the newest member of the Anaheim Ducks, Cody Curran. Cody, kind of a, a whirlwind week and a bit for you, so uh, thanks a lot for doing this. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Congratulations, first of all. You, know, you signed your first NHL deal with the Anaheim Ducks. Two-year, one-way deal as a, a 30-year-old, so a pretty amazing accomplishment. So obvious question, just how are you feeling right now that you know, you're that much closer to realizing your dream? 
Yeah, you know, I think when you put things in perspective of, of kind of where I've gone and what I've done, it, it really makes me appreciate kind of this last week and everything we've gone through. Like you said, whirlwind of emotions, uh, a lot of ups and downs throughout this process, but, you know, something I'm never going to forget. And I, I've been so grateful and been really excited to share it with my family. Well, and you worked so hard to, to get to where you are today. Can you kind of take us through that journey? Because as I mentioned, it's a, a bit of an unorthodox way to, to get to the NHL. Yeah, you know, I think uh, a lot of adversity through the through the career that I, I think I've had to battle. You know, not saying that other guys don't, but I just think that there's late bloomers and then there's really late bloomers. And I was a really late bloomer. I, I didn't start playing, you know, some high-end hockey until maybe I was 20. I took a bit of a break and maybe really got into my own element when I was 25. So I was a late bloomer. And, and as you go through your career, everyone puts a label on on the teams that you should be playing for and the things that you should be doing. and, and where you should be at a certain age. And I think a lot of kids and a lot of people, parents especially, get caught up in in that. And they put a lot of pressure on their kids. Or I didn't have any pressure uh, from my parents. They really just wanted me to love the game of hockey. And and, and I did that. And I think that's what got me through those tough times was just my passion for the game. So, you know, I didn't do anything that the hockey world uh, says we should do, you know, and I'm here now. So I think there is other ways to do it. And I hope that this opens up, you know, a can of that to show that there is other ways to get to your dream. And I guess on that note, obviously a, a lot of hard work to get to where you're at, but also sacrifice as well. Uh, and you talk about that support. How much did that support from your family and friends help as well, especially going to going to play in Europe, you know, and having a wife and now now a young daughter? There's the work that you have to put in to kind of be successful, like we had talked about. And and then there's getting through that with the people around you that impact your life. And I have to talk uh, slowly here because I, I do get very emotional because my family has meant everything to me. And when I think about this moment and sharing it with them, words aren't enough to explain what they mean to me. To be that far away from home over in Europe and, and to constantly be on FaceTime or getting texts from your family just saying, you're doing the right thing. You know, they really solidified for me that I was in the right place in my life and what I was doing was right. There was a ton of people that was saying, ah, you know, I was in some bottom leagues to start not making a ton of money. And they're saying, you know what, Cody, like you got a wife now, maybe you need to, you know, start working for your dad or, or, you know, because my dad owns his own business and things like that, it would be the easy thing to do. And they've just been, my family has always made sure and reassured me that the, the right thing to do was to do what you love. And I was born to, to play this game and I'm not where I'm at without them. So they've been very impactful in a, in a very positive way for me. Well, and going back now, jumping way back to your, your minor hockey days here in Alberta, played Bantam AAA and a lot of those players will go on to play the Alberta Cup, maybe get drafted into the WHL. And, and you went, you played midget AA. Uh, you went on, you had a really successful Alberta Junior Hockey League career and then played CIS in Calgary as well. So you know, a bit of a different journey for you, but how much did all that grassroots hockey in Alberta really help develop you along the way? Yeah, I mean, it was my platform. I think what's so great about it is kind of the development and, and all the the branch offs that you can go into to play to have success. You know, there's so many different categories and levels for everybody. So it was huge. To I always remember my roots and where I came from. I think Hockey Alberta has done a great job in, in developing young kids and making sure that there's enough areas for all types of skills to play. So yeah, it was amazing. Mid to double A, like I said, you're thinking, why am I not on the AAA team? Why, why What do I got to do on the AAA team? Like, now what happens? Now I'm not going to get drafted. You know, there's so much doubt in your mind when you play in mid to double A. 
at such a young age too. And it's unfortunate. I think that now kids are starting to be molded a little bit earlier to deal with that. And I think it's great, but I think it's important just to remember that wherever you're playing, you're not the player you're going to be in the future and, and many years down the road. So just to really enjoy it. And, and that's what I tried to do. I, I really loved my teammates and, and my coaches. And we had a great year there in Midget AA. And oh, it was great what Hockey Alberta has done for me. And now going back, uh, you know, signing with the Ducks, obviously, especially in times like these uh, with a lot of uncertainty in the world in the NHL, it has to feel pretty good uh, for the Ducks to go out and sign you. You're coming off a pretty amazing year in the Swedish Hockey League, league MVP, which is a a great accomplishment. So congratulations to that. Uh, What I guess, uh, what's uh, life look like for you now? Obviously, it's kind of a a waiting game for the NHL to come back. But how are you enjoying uh, your time at home right now? And I guess getting ready for that eventual season? For me, I've always just tried to worry about the things that I can control. I think as far as the future of hockey, it's in great hands with all the, you know, the NHL board and everyone that's trying to keep everyone safe and, and, you know, instill these protocols. For me, I'm so grateful for this time just with my family. Um, I know the world's hectic right now and, and there's a lot bigger worries in the world than hockey. And for me, I, I'm just really focused on keeping my family safe and, and uh, really enjoying the, the genuine, sincere time with them because we know how hockey seasons get. They get chaotic and time away from home. So I get to wake up every morning with my new year old daughter and my wife. And, you know, it's been amazing. Yeah, you know, last year was an amazing season. Uh, I ended up getting into a team with young guys, great players, and, and we got hot. And, you know, it was, a, it was an amazing year and one I'll never forget. But we don't really know what the future holds. Like I said, I'm just trying to worry about things I can control and be as prepared as I can whenever hockey starts next year. And I guess just to end things off here, do you have any uh, words of encouragement for the young hockey players around Alberta, especially those, uh, you know, they're chasing their dreams, maybe they come up against a bit of adversity. What can you say to them just to kind of push through and keep going? You know, I, I've gotten that question a couple of times and I, I just think if you're going to take anything out of it, I, you know, I didn't make a one team. I don't think ever. I didn't make mid to AAA. I was at a crossroads of whether or not to play defense or forward at 17 years old. For me, I always just tried to really fall in love with the game of hockey. And if you don't love it and if it's not for you, then that's great. But, but, but I know there's a ton of kids out there that love the game of hockey. And for me, let that be your, your inspiration and let that be kind of something that pushes you through these tough times is, is the fact that you love the game game for its purity um, and not for its politics or for the team that you're on if it's not the one that you want to be on. Yeah, I always tried to be latched on to someone who who inspired me to push through and, and there's always someone and somebody in any league anywhere in the world that's finding a way to be successful. So find your own success, write your own story and you know enjoy the process because that's what uh, you remember when you're when you're older. A big thank you to Cody Curran for that conversation. Again, so much to pull from that in terms of what a hockey journey could look like and the fact that there really is no should. It's a different path for everyone. You're going to face adversity and Cody's path isn't for everyone either as it it does take a lot of sacrifice to get to where he is. And for players like Dustin and Taryn, they made that personal life choice and lead really fulfilling lives and are still immersed in hockey every day. So no matter which path you take, this really just goes to show you that hockey and, and sport in general really really opens the door to some amazing opportunities. So with that, this episode of Center Ice comes to a close. One last thank you to Taryn Baumgart, Dustin Moore, and Cody Curran. And of course, a big thank you as always to producer Steve. For the Center Ice Podcast, I'm Ted Emmett. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Center Ice Podcast. For this episode and more, head to hockeyalberta.ca. If there's a topic you'd like covered on an upcoming episode, Email info at hockeyalberta.ca.